This is the Podcast Inc. production. Booyah! This is the moment podcasting fans listening around the world have been waiting for. Coming to you not so live from a listening device of your choice. It's time! Podcasting out of this corner, a mixed martial talker, holding no professional record. He stands at six feet one and one half inches tall, weighing in at whatever he feels like, hailing out of Toronto, Ontario, Canada, presenting the sometimes angry, always funny, Self-proclaimed podcasting champion of the world, Steve Fingerstyles! So, welcome to another rendition of the podcast. I am here once again, always again, and brought to you by FirstRoll.ca. If you're into comic books, if you're into sports memorabilia, if you're into wrestling figures, please visit firstworld.ca. Everything you see there is in Canadian funds, so to all you American listeners, it's a little bit cheaper. But don't worry, international, they ship worldwide. And if you use the promo code THEPODCAST20, you'll get 20% off. Like I said, you got comic books, you got signed wrestling figures, signed wrestling pictures, anything you need or want, even old VHS tapes if you're a VHS tape collector. Same thing with, like, they even have hockey cards, signed hockey pucks, anything you need or want, they have it there. They update daily, so please visit them every day. And if you're into nerd culture, you must be into books and video games. If so, please visit BossFightBooks.com today for great books on classic video games. You'll find titles like Red Dead Redemption, Resident Evil, and Silent Hill 2. Everything you see there is in ebook and paperback format, so please support the cause, help them out. The website, once again, is bossfightbooks.com. And if you want to support me directly, you can visit my merchandise store at tpublic.com or scroll down on today's device. It's embedded right there in the description. Click on that link. It takes you right to the merchandise store. I got everything from hoodies to t-shirts to mugs, anything you need or want. I got it there. But if you don't want to support anything monetarily, totally understandable. The most easiest thing, the most free thing, the thing that takes you two seconds, please rate, subscribe, review on all major platforms. But most specifically, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. So, this week's guests both work for Post Wrestling. They are also writers, reporters, and podcasters. Welcoming back, Andrew Thompson, and for the first time, John Sino. What's going on? Thank you for having me, sir. No, thank you for coming aboard. And yes, Andrew, two-timer now. What's up, Steve? Uh, you know what, man? I, I can't believe that I got to make my return to the podcast and I have to share audio time <laughs> slash screen time with John Ceno. John Ceno. Andrew, I mean, the fact that it's your second time and, you know, Steve made sure to put me onto it. So something that obviously wasn't right the first time. You needed some help. You needed somebody to kind of carry you a little bit. That's hilarious. So, uh, I mean, I'm here to help you, Drew. 
<laughs> That's some funny. Okay, well, first, right off the bat, is your name for real John Cena as a wrestling fan? Come on. It is. That's how you pronounce it. That's how you spell Jesus it. Um, yeah, I mean, funny story about that. I was going to my, my fandom on wrestling, okay. but I still remember the, the day I was in gym class, and one of my friends who was really big into wrestling sure. uh, always just like, kind of give you the scoops of like you know the, the up and comers, whatever. And he's like, "Hey, listen, there's this new guy uh, that's signed to WWE and OVW, and he's going by John Cena." I was okay. like, what are you talking about? He's like, yeah, it's his name. And I'm like, ah, it's okay. He'll give us some gimmick or something. He'll change his name. And uh, here we are, like 20 years later. And nope, I'm still compared to, uh, yeah, you can't see me, John Cena. The amount of <laughs> jobs that I've been to where they play that theme song whenever I walk into work right. or whenever I walk into the room, that's it's sickening to this point. But I've gotten used to it. Yeah, that's my name. So I, I'm living by it. <laughs> that's too funny. So, Andrew, what's going on? What's been up with you since the last time you've been on, my friend? Everything been good, man. Just uh, writing, interviewing, trying to trying to live, trying to live my life as best as I can through this pandemic. But I don't really got nothing much to complain about, man. Just uh, you know, everything's smooth for the most part. Well, before we get into what we've been doing to keep ourselves busy during lockdowns and pandemics and all this bullshit that's been going on for what seems like forever now, you're, the last time you were on, Andrew, you said that your biggest interview that you did to date was Christian. Since then, what has your, been your biggest or your favorite? Ooh, that, that that's a on the spot one. Let me uh, gotta think about that one. Like honestly, I would say probably one of my favorites that I've done, like personally since the Christian interview, probably was uh pro- probably the 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 Fred Yeha interview that I did. Okay. Like that was that that was probably one of my uh it, it was one of my bucket lists for like independent wrestlers. Fred is kind of like. He, he, he's, I wouldn't say he's difficult to get a hold of, but I mean, as far as like, he's not like really on social media like that. So it's like, sure. you know, so the fact that I got the chance to reach out to him and talk to him and get that time, it was, uh, it was cool, man. So that was one of my, uh, one of my favorites other than the, the Christian interview. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. So people already know who you are. If they don't go back, listen to the episode, you, you get a nice introduction there, but John, you're also with post wrestling. How did you get in contact with the crew there? How did it all come to be? Yeah, I mean, I've been listening to them ever since they were live audio wrestling way back in the day. I used to call in and do title belt trivia, wear on a couple of law shirts and everything. So I've always been listening to John and Way. Uh, obviously, uh, Brittany would come in with his uh, NXT show at the time. Mm-hmm. So I kind of just followed them. As soon as they, they spun off and did post-wrestling, i just kind of been following and supporting them. Uh, bought a couple T-shirts, and they would kind of notice me at some shows. I used to go to the Evolve shows, rocking the Up Next shirts and the post-wrestling hats and everything. Sure. So they, um, they kind of reached out to me, and they are like, hey, listen, if you ever want to uh, come on and talk. I think the first... Show I did was with Davey. Uh, he was doing like Evolve shows at the time because okay. that's when they started to work with WWE. So he's mm-hmm. like, Hey, since you go to the shows, why don't you come on and do a podcast with us and just talk about your experience at Evolve? So I did that, and one thing led to another. Um, it really didn't start getting um, crazy until like uh, the pandemic. Yeah, uh, obviously, everybody's stuck at home. So they started inviting me on to um, do a shot in the dark podcast where I'll kind of talk about a lot of shows that uh, people don't get a chance to see. And then uh, John just asked me if I wanted to start writing reports. And I started doing that for MLW, Impact, uh, the occasional pay-per-view by Ring of Honor or NWA. So, yeah, man, uh, pretty much all the shows that people might not get a chance to, to watch or see. I'm the guy that kind of uh, talks about it, reviews it, uh, whether it be in report form or podcast form. And ever since I've been working with uh, Pulse Wrestling, it's been a joy. You know, these guys that I've been listening to forever. So it's great the fact that I'm actually working with these guys 
Oh, that's so cool to hear. And yes, you both write, you both report on stuff on the website as well. But you also have a little 10 to 15 minute podcast on the Up Next Network, or I guess the spinoff from Post Wrestling, which everyone knows who they are. Uh, Shot in the Dark. How did this come to be? Like, this is so, such a genius idea. And especially nowadays when there's so much wrestling to consume, you give it all in 15 minutes. I do feel sorry for you because you have to consume it all. But how did all this come to be? Thanks, man. I appreciate that. The funny part is when it first started, it wasn't this many shows. It was like I started to do it right when like the pandemic hit. So a lot of shows, a lot of uh, promotions weren't really doing uh, their wrestling shows. At the time, it was only like AEW Dark and... Um, that was pretty much it. Like there wasn't oh, that many shows on like, 205 Live. Yeah, 205 Live. But then like one thing led to another, and uh, Ring of Honor came back, NWA right. came back. <laughs> uh, so next thing you know, it be- I had to cram in all these shows, and my and my commitment was always to keep it under 15 minutes, no matter what. But uh, I was watching these shows regardless. I've been stuck at home. I-, I lost my job right at the beginning of the pandemic, so I've literally sure. been sitting at home and watching shows whenever my son's in school. So like uh. I just wait for him, and then it's, it's dad time after that. But uh, Davey was like, yeah, listen, you watch these shows anyway. There's a lot of interesting things happening. Why don't sure. you just talk about it? So that's where the whole shot in the dark uh, came out. And in 15 minutes, I've been doing it ever since. So no matter what, I'm always going to keep it under 15 minutes. Whether it means i got to cut something out or not talk about something, that's sure. that's my goal is to always keep it 15 minutes or less. So I don't... That is like, that's like for sure one of the most impressive podcasts. Right. Like the fact that Zeno like has to jam-pack all this information. Within 15 minutes, like you got AEW Dark Elevation, NXT UK, out there, it's probably gonna be at an, an, another TNT show. That's oh, don't out. say that's that. Right. That's my fear is they're gonna they're gonna keep doing more shows. Huh? <laughs> yeah, they they probably gonna do another spinoff. Like I'm I'm pretty sure we all predicted some type of NXT Evolve or some some along those lines. I, I, but let's see if this was like a couple of years ago. Like I, I I don't know how you uh, um how you sit through two or five live like. 205 Live has not been the same. Like, like I, I remember those days, going into late 2018, bro, they had, like, a great match yeah. every single week on that show. Like, yeah. it was, like, at least one match on that show that was going to be that was going to hit. And, like, now, that show is just, like, I would lose part of that roster. So, yeah, actually, the funny thing about 205 Live is it's probably the easiest show to watch. It's only half an hour. Uh, they do two matches, no promos, no backstage antics. So it was a real easy watch. And um, the other rule I have besides the 15-minute time limit is that I don't cover shows on shot in the dark that i already write reports for so like impact wrestling or mow or any of the pay-per-views oh, that i cover okay. i'll make sure to send them over to postwrestling.com that way i'm not redundant and kind of saying the same thing twice so if 205 is the easiest to watch which one's the hardest to watch <laughs> depending on the week and it's mostly every week uh it's either one of the aw dark to both of them combined because there'll be sometimes where those shows are two and a half hours Ooh. 18 matches 19 matches what? and i yeah, it's and the thing is, they're all pretty much squash matches, so they're gonna have <laughs> five minutes, and they give enhancement talent like offense too, so it's a good five six minutes. Um, it, they've gotten better though; they've actually like uh, kept the, the the shows maybe like ninety minutes max now. Right. Uh, the fact that there's two shows now, and then they kind of they they, they what they they cut out the actual entrances of the enhancement talent. They actually every week used to have their own entrance with music and everything. And I'm like, this is not necessary. I don't need to see Fuego Del Sol come out every week with his theme music. I know no offense to Fuego Del Sol, but it's just like i don't need something they can cut out and they definitely have cut out i don't know if they heard my complaints or heard the complaints in general <laughs> but they definitely have fixed those shows um so those are probably like 
those are probably like uh, the hardest shows to watch, but they've gotten better. Sometimes, depending on who's wrestling, NXT UK can be kind of hard as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel bad for some of those guys in, in NXT UK because I feel like obviously there's a stink with the promotion. Right. So a lot of people there, they're just not getting looked at. They're not getting the right attention, like a pretty deadly or the tag team champions or Ia Dragunov. A lot of the women there, Mako Sakamura, Millie McKenzie. Like I feel like there's a mm-hmm. lot of great talent there, but obviously there's a lot of um, negativity with that promotion and just Brit wrestling in general that a lot of people just don't even give an opportunity or a chance. Yeah, that's so true. Okay, so John, you watch everything pretty much. So Andrew, what do you consume? For real, for, bro, like I, I try to take in as much as I can, but like outside of like the the Raw and the NXT, AW Dynamite, SmackDown, like I try to mainly keep up with some of the Japanese promotions. Like I get, oh, okay. I, 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 I get briefed on stuff by uh, by the good man WH Park. That's how I kind of keep up with most of the stuff. Like. He, he send me like little videos and send me shows and stuff like that. So that's always yeah. cool. A links to the you know Stardom World and stuff like that. So I get to keep up with that stuff and send some all Japan. Just some stuff that I'm really not. I, I wouldn't say I'm not that familiar with it, but not as briefed up on it as I am some of the stuff that's going on you know here in the states. So yeah, I, I, I just like to you know kind of expand and you know just watch a little bit of everything. Yeah, that's pretty much what I try and do. But the problem is I have to watch everything in fast forward. Mind you, the only things I actually don't watch in fast forward are obviously promos because you can't get the just of it. But I watch all the matches fast forward, but I watch pay-per-view matches, though. That's the one thing I do watch. I say, have y'all, have y'all ever seen MTV's The Challenge? No. I can't no, say I, I know what it is, but yeah, I've never I've, watched it. I've seen it, it before, yeah. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't even talk about it. I, I thought, y'all, uh, thought you guys were watching The Challenge. That's like one of my favorite television shows, man. See, the key word here is MTV. I'm in my 40s. That's way before, that's way after my time, my friend. Sorry. Hey, you were talking about fast forward, Steve. I mean, the one thing I will admit, a lot of these shows I do watch on uh, faster speed, whether it be 1.5 or 2 times. Oh, okay. So that is, that is one of my tricks on how I, um, I get through a lot of these shows. And ever since I started watching all this wrestling, I kind of had to stop listening to a lot of the podcasts. So this is where uh, my man Andrew Thompson comes in because yes. his reports, this guy listens to every podcast. He'll have yeah. a recap <laughs> of every single podcast know, and man. what they say. So the fact that I have him as like this like side um, resource and I can like, fill myself in with all the podcast side of it so that's it's great i mean not not to you know pick up me and drew but our combination on postwrestling.com i think we've been a, a pretty good uh addition to the team that's 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 a fact you know what i, I will yeah. say i will 100 agree with did see that this is the one time that i will agree with cena <laughs> this is the only like no but yeah man i, I definitely agree like i i love the, the work that cena's doing like the the thorough publicity does on impact and um mlw and then, uh, you know, of course, the shot in the dark show, which I, you know, say earlier, I don't know how he does it, but to get all, all that information in under 15 minutes is, it's impressive, bro. Yeah, no, well, again, for both of you, hats off to it. And yeah, shout out to you, Andrew. Thank you. You, every once in a while, post some of my interviews up there, too, as a report. And I got, I, I, got, I got one that. up there today. That's right. Yes, you did. Josh Alexander. You, 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 got, you got some good information from out of that interview. I was listening to that. I was like, whoa, what did you just say? Like, I remember I was listening to... Uh, the part when he said he was on a per day deal with Impact, right? I, like I, I, I went past it at first. I was like, hold on, what, what did he just say? He just said he was on a per day deal, and I, I never heard him say that before. So I was like, that was some cool. Uh, that was a cool little tidbit. And another part, he was like, um, at Hard to Kill twenty twenty, um, he, he, he didn't. I mean, he couldn't really confirm it, but he right. basically said that uh, the it seemed like the, the the way things were going, it was going to be. Rich Swan and Willie Mack taking the tag titles off of him and Ethan Page, and then they were going to do like a, 
you know, they were going to win the titles back and stuff like that later down mm-hmm. the line. But Rich had that serious injury, that Achilles injury, and then which he eventually came back from later that year. But yeah, you you, you got some real some real good content in that interview, man. It was a lot of different uh, and a lot of, a lot of different and interesting points that he made throughout that uh, throughout that whole interview. Hello. Yeah, 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 hello. I said, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see who who's eventually going to take the title off Omega. Like the only person I can see is like Moose probably, but like what Scott Demore saying, he said it's a stipulation that if Omega like if it becomes like a habit of him no showing Impact, they'll strip him of the title. So that that, that that's why I kind of think like maybe it'll be like an out for them to to prevent Omega from taking a pinfall loss, and then that way he can just you know transition back over to AEW without having losing the Impact world title via pin or like like you know actual match but uh, if, if anybody isn't going to take the title off from like i would probably i let like my, my 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 safe bet is moose if you heard my uh the rebellion review i did with davy i had this theory that like seven anniversary is going to bring in samoa joe and he's going to be the guy to take the title off of kenny Ooh. that's that, that's 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 my like prediction i'm sticking by it hopefully it happens that'd be crazy that would be crazy but you want to know what, bro? You, uh, I remember I was talking to somebody the other day, and I was like, and then, like we, we was just bullshitting around. I was like, how funny would it be if, if Samoa Joe and CM Punk were just like, you know what? Let's go back to Ring of Honor, and they just <laughs> and, they, and, and, they, and, they, and they just flip. But you you know how like how, how different or how, like they, I feel like if they were to do something like that, they would literally change the landscape of wrestling by them to going to Ring of Honor, and I feel like Ring of Honor would be forced to kind of up their programming. Like, I know Joe Koff is like, oh, like, he, he's, like, on record talking about, like, how he thinks that Ring of Honor should. Oh, there have been talks about Ring of Honor doing, like, a live weekly television show instead of the, you know, the syndicated shit that they do. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you get Samoa Joe and CM Punk to come back to Ring of Honor, they, they I'm probably 98% sure that they don't need the fucking money and they'll probably just do it just for, you know, just because, but... I was like, if you were to have those two in your in your company again, I think the only thing that you could do is go live, like that, yeah. like that, like that, that syndicated shit is that that that's done. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. That was fantastic. So we are back. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> were we recording? Well, I, I I always let it record just in case anything good is said. So that was some good uh, inside information okay, there cool. for people. But yeah, no, we had some technical difficulties. We are back. We had to switch platforms because the one we were using previous before, I'm not going to say what it was and what we're on now, but it wasn't working too well. But now we are here. We are back. Everything's good. We're not choppy. Sorry for all the listeners. But yes. So yeah, uh, what were we saying? So yeah, pretty much impact and all that shit. So yeah, you know what? What do you guys want? Speaking of impact, what do you guys want to see happen with all this forbidden door shit that's going on? Do you actually want to see a full out invasion or do you think they're doing it perfectly the way that's going on? You go ahead, Sano. Um, I mean, it's hard, right? Like, without fans, it's really hard to get, like, that full experience. Because at the end of the day, I want to see a full uh, arena. You know what I mean? Before yeah. they do, like, an actual... I want to see, like, at the end of the day, I want it to be, like, a big cross-promotion show. Kind of how they had the One Worlds Collide back in the day with AAA and sure. uh, WCW. I want to see that type of show with everybody. MLW, Impact, Ring of Honor, mm. New Japan. But it needs to be in a stadium. It needs to be in an arena. Uh. So before any, they even think about what, what they're doing right now is fine, like in the anti-arena uh, era, I guess you can say. Uh, but they need to do an actual like full-on uh, collaboration show. They're going to have to do that once we start getting crowds. Yeah, then it's not even uh, j- just impacting AEW. Like, of course, we got New Japan mixed in. Pretty sure everybody knows by now you got Yuji Nagata coming over to AEW mm-hmm. on the 12th. 
of May, which is hella crazy. I think it's 20, 20 plus years or something since the last time he was on TNT. So I think I think that's gonna be wow. something real interesting. A lot of people was just, uh, that, that's gonna be looking forward to see. Like I know a lot of people probably thought that even me, and I'm not even gonna just try to throw it at everybody else. I, it was me. I thought it was gonna be on a New Japan Strong that they were gonna do the Mox uh, Nagata match, but I'm was like very surprised when they announced that for Dynamite. And I, I think a lot of people gonna tune in for that match, especially because of the uh, both both sides promoting. And you got New Japan and AEW co-promoting that, pushing it out deep on social media, like. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna be inter- like I'm not really a big uh, ratings guy as far as like just caring about it, but I'm I'm just interested to see how many people actually tune in to see uh, Mox and Nagata. I don't even think that Andrew was even alive last time Nagata fought. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? <laughs> what, 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 what was that? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Yeah. But I was two. Jeez. Wow. And I remember that. that. That was the time when I used to like, wow. literally like stand in between uh, two rooms and have Nitro in the living room and Raw <laughs> in, uh, in the bedroom. I, I remember wow. that. I remember all those all those days, man. I'm, I'm I'm almost close to your age, there, Steve. So I'm up there. Uh, so I remember the, the the you know the Monday Night Wars very vividly. Yeah, we were actually lucky up here in Canada because we had it airing on TSN. So Raw would air first, and then right after that, Nitro would air. And back then, we didn't really have Twitter and all that, so you wouldn't know about spoilers. So it was perfect for us. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, I had to like do the whole like trick with it. My, my mother was a huge uh, WCW fan. She loved oh, wow. for some reason she she loved Kevin Nash and she loved the NWO. I don't know okay. why. So she would always have Nitro on in the living room, and then my brother, me and my brother were huge uh, Rock and Austin fans, so we'd always watch Raw. But I kind of like peeked my head. I'm like, oh, the NWO came out. What are they doing this week? But I would always have, have the VCR running just to record it in case um you know I wanted to go back and watch the shows, and then I would always go out and rent the pay per views. I tried to watch as many. Even back then, I was doing my own shot in the dark. Man, I used to like, literally have. <laughs> notebooks and write down results oh, wow. this is way back before the internet i used to like but sure. do my own cards and everything i was you know it's wrestling's always been a, a love of mine and i'm happy that it still is to the point where i can actually say it's like my job no that's, that's cool as hell yeah that's that cool. is cool well but i, I want to get to how you got into wrestling but before let's finish up on this uh forbidden door talk what well, uh you guys were saying have a big show sort of like world's collide why not have their sort of wrestlemania to combat wrestlemania each year when all the organized like because you already know when it's the big four, everyone comes to town this, and tries to feed off of the WWE, right? Why not all work together and put on a super show instead of having us fans going to 15 different shows and possibly missing some in between? You, you, you want to know what's funny about that? I remember uh, not too long ago, I want to say it was early 2020, um, Cole Bauer had did an interview and he was talking about um, like doing a repeat of what was done like I, I i can't remember what time period this was but i know it was a bunch of promotions involved i know wwf was involved vince mcmahon was there um and new japan was a part of it, and it was like I, I think it was called the the the, the peace something i can't remember exactly what it was called but it was like a, a bunch of wrestling companies like major companies all together came together to put mm. like this big show and i feel like outside of like in today's landscape outside of WWE, I feel like you could get so many dream matchups and you could draw like a, I, I, I really genuinely think that if there was some type of like peace summit as far as like, and, and not, not, not in a, like when I say peace summit, like meaning like in a, you know, you, in, in a way that people would think what, what, what that would mean. But I mean, just like a, a clever name or something like that to sure. think about. But like if, if, if that was the way to go, like the, the amount of people that they could draw in to a stadium, like legit, like you thinking about MLW, you got people. I'm pretty sure people want to see Jacob Fatu mix it up with somebody in AEW, or you you know some some along those lines, like somebody in New Japan. Like it it it'll be so so many different matchups that you could make, like just fan made matchups that people would want to see. And I'm telling you, if they were to come together and do something like that, it's it's not a doubt in my mind that they could fill a stadium up. 
Okay, because here's it's, my th- thought too, because everyone's worked everywhere pretty much now. You've seen everyone face off against everyone. What are the major matchups that haven't happened yet in your mind that could still happen? Uh, like, I, you know, so one, one that I, I, like, this is just like super fantasy booking, but like, okay. I mean, well, not, not really super fantasy booking, but like just, just something I think would be like a good heel, baby face dynamic in front of like a live crowd would probably be like Hangman Page versus Jay White. I feel like people would like really feed into that, like especially Jay White is the the heel and people root for Hangman. I feel like that'd be just like one of those hot crowds that would just buy into everything from the get go. Like you, you can look at stuff like man, like, just like maybe like a, a Phoenix versus a Hiromu Takahashi or something like that, or mm. uh, like it, it, it's it's so many things that you could, that you could think of off the top of your head, or like if you put like some deep thought into it, like you could come up with some nice dream matches like a, you could throw Okada in there and you know throw him throw him in there with whoever okay, yeah, like I, I always had this idea of like I mean and, and I, don't, I don't think it's gonna happen any you know it, I mean it's not happening anytime soon like I mean I mentioned Jacob Fatu earlier like he's under contract to MLW to like 2025 oh, so this so so the, the, the odds of him you know popping up somewhere else pretty much slim to none but like I always had this idea of like like what if he popped up in, in, in WWE? Like you know, the obvious thing that people would point to is some Roman Reigns, of course, Jay Uso, which are his legit family members. Like the, just the the possibility of something like that happening. But you know, I don't, I don't think Jacob Fatu popping up anywhere. MLW got him locked in for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I would love to see Kenny Omega continue this whole story, collectors of belts, and have him fight guys like Nick Aldis, Jacob Fatu, uh-huh. Roosh, fight all the world champions and all these organizations. Sure. And it's funny that you brought up MLW because I feel like they've always kind of been like the organization to work with others. They just announced yesterday they have like this championship committee where they're working with like RevPro and mm-hmm. um, Dragon Gate USA, uh, Dragon Gate Japan, I'm sorry. So they've always kind of been like, Nice. Doing like the whole like forbidden door thing before, uh, I, I feel like they have like big plans because they're actually doing like a season finale next week and they're not going to come back to wrestling till uh, July 10th, which I'm actually going to their tapings in Philly. I'm really excited finally to watch some wrestling after over a year. Um, so I'm really looking forward to what they're going to be doing, and obviously they have like this like rebirth of Lucha Underground, which was like another you know big promotion. So I'm really excited to what who's behind that or what's going on. Um, but yeah, the fact that they're taking two months off is is great. I, I mean, for me personally, I can take a little break of watching a show. That's one of the shows I can cross off my list. But um, just to have like a so, time off from wrestling and kind of like revamp yourself is is really interesting. But uh, MLW they they might surprise because they they always work with a lot of different organizations. So they had their own Forbidden Door that's separated from this other Forbidden Door. I feel like. And you know what? I understand why they don't do it because obviously they want to make money and they don't really need an off season because of all the characters and everyone that they have. So they could have a rotating door if people want time off. But like Lucha Underground, I love that show mainly because I love the circus type shows. I love stuff that's just out there. I love a good story driven uh, wrestling show as well. But it's because it was in season. So you took time off. Then when you would come back the next season, it felt almost fresh. Like there's something about that. And that's the reason why you don't see like for uh, like a comedy show or, or a sitcom per se that's on 24-7. Like you know what I mean? It doesn't make sense because you need that break. I, I 100% agree, and I, and I feel like the pandemic helped a lot of these organizations, with the exception of AEW and WWE, everybody pretty much had a time off, so right. you can come back with a whole new cast of characters, a whole new format, things like that, so it definitely could help out, I've always been a, a 
proponent of somebody of an organization actually taking some time off. But yeah, like you said, obviously it's a it's a money loser by not having shows. But I think in this day and age, there's other ways to do it. You know, while MLW was on hiatus, they were still like putting up YouTube videos uh, mm. just to kind of keep like everybody talking. So there's definitely ways sure. to promote your product without actually having to have a show every week. No, that is true. And the one thing I loved about the whole pandemic thing was that they were forced to think outside the bubble. Like a lot of the stuff didn't work, obviously, like I guess Raw Underground and uh, what's the other one that TNA had, uh, Wrestler's House or whatever that so-called reality show was. Like stuff like that. Okay, but the cinematic stuff, most of it to me was top notch. I say some of the cinematic matches, uh, I, I, I feel like those are those at times can be hit or miss. But mo- but most of the time throughout the pandemic, I would say the majority of them have been good. Yes. Like I thought the um, the Ethan Page and Moose one was different. Like it was it, it was still cinematic, but it had like a more of a like fight type feel to it. Like it was it, I, I think I think that was one of the one of the cooler ones. Of course, you know the uh, the Undertaker AJ Styles Bone Yard match was that that was good. And you know the uh, I was I was going I was wondering like what, what did you got? Because a lot of people. They they had like mixed opinions about the the Bray Wyatt John Cena one like because it was I loved they, they, it I loved it like I I, th- I thought that was like one of the best ones yes it was just, that that seemed it like the the cinematic match thing is already out of the box but I felt like they took it past like <laughs> past the box like with the whole supernatural and all that and all that type of stuff and I think uh as Cena was it one at all out between no was that full gear between Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara oh that uh, one I think, I think that was, was full, full gear, gear right yeah because yeah. all out was the was when Matt had the injury right yep okay okay see and that's the other thing how do you guys remember all this shit man <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know <laughs> right I, 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 I promise you I don't need like sometimes like when I'm um when I'm when I'm writing up some of the some of the news updates like I, I'll just like randomly remember stories that I wrote from like 2018 and i'm like i i it's just like this stuff is like sitting on my mind like i never really think about it until like until it comes up like and i remember oh i remember this person said this and i remember this person said that and i don't even realize i'm like absorbing (laughs) this information it's just like you know i'm just taking it all in yeah i can't do it man like i was at wrestlemania 18 live and the only thing i remember was the rock and hogan and me getting goosebumps that's the only thing i remember if you're to tell me what else is on that card nope don't remember jack shit (laughs) And then people could just rattle off everything that happened. And I'm like, sure, I was there, but I don't remember that. But whatever. I'm about to say, Steve, Steve what was the, when was the last uh, the last time you went to a show, any wrestling show? Oh, that's a good. Well, I was supposed to go to to the Rebellion before the lockdown happened when uh, okay. Impact was coming up here to Toronto. That I was, but then it got canceled. But before that, it was either a Smash indie show or it was, I believe, uh, a Takeover at. Mm-hmm. I think it was the SummerSlam weekend when they were up here in Toronto that year. That sounds about right. Something like that. I can't remember. Again, see, I was just talking about memory. I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> but that seems about it, right. I was say, Cena, what, what was the last show you went to, bro? Um, I was at the last WWE pay-per-view, actually. The Elimination Ooh. Chamber. Oh, you that chamber? I oh, was shit. at Philly, but then the following month, they had some shows at Barclays. I think it was either Raw or SmackDown. I might have went to both of them, but I definitely went to the March shows. I remember that's the one with um, where Randy Orton and Beth Phoenix had the segment going into WrestleMania. So I was at, I was at that show. So yeah, that was the last well, one I went to. Well, was that I, the one when the Street Profits won the tag titles? 
Yes, yes, mm. that's the show. I was, yeah, I was at that show, so that was the last wrestling show that I went to. But then I had, you know, I was ready to go to WrestleMania and everything. I had, I had tickets to the original Blood and Guts in uh, Newark with oh. AEW. So I had all these shows lined up, man. And uh, unfortunately, a lot of them I had to get refunded. But I, I still kept my, my AEW uh, tickets because Cody Rhodes said that he's going to make up for it. Oh. So I'm a little upset that we're not going to get the Blood and Guts. But uh, hopefully, we get something when that show, whenever that happens. Bro, like one one of the things that the pandemic really like just, just civilly speaking on wrestling like one of the things that the pandemic took away like i, I was so like uh, like uh, hindsight being 2020 i i'm, I'm i would have been so interested to see or, or hear the reaction that uh that brody lee would have got when he would have popped up in rochester like i do i i felt like that would have been probably like one of the craziest pops like if, if, when he when he got revealed as the exalted one like I, I i was so disappointed like when he like when he didn't get that chance to get, get that reveal like i'm pretty sure matt hardy would have got a nice you know a nice pop too but Brody lee's like legit from rochester so like that that, that would have been like probably one of the craziest moments uh, uh 2020 bro that rochester show was supposed to happen the week before the show that i went to oh, so yes. i would have i would have been like all in there I, I was even thinking of even going to the rochester show because it's not that far so yeah the what ifs is, is ridiculous yeah it's it's crazy to think that the, what could have happened like what i think the last show i went to before the pandemic was um because i was planning to go down to tampa mm. for wrestlemania 36 and to go down there and get some interviews at the independent shows but the month before that, the last show I was at was at a um, a primetime pro wrestling show. It was an independent promotion in D.C. And I, I luckily enough, I got to get some interviews there at that show. But, like, it, it's crazy how, like, like just thinking about, like, the optimism that people had at the time, like, some of the independent wrestlers, because it was, like, Mania was, like, four weeks away. So, like, a lot of them was talking about, like, you know, the, the, the shows they had lined up and, you know, the different things they was looking forward to mm-hmm. doing when they was going to be in Tampa and, like, just, just to see like that quick turnaround and like how things, you know, quickly shifted in like two weeks or a week, it was like it was like real disappointing. Yeah, no kidding, it sucks. And well, even being Canadian, AEW probably would have done a tour up here by now. Obviously, oh yeah, oh, but listen, they, they, they were supposed to. Um, I forgot what interview this was. I want to say it was Tony Khan. Okay, uh, he, he said that AEW was supposed to uh, go to Canada and. See. August of 2020, they were supposed to do like a string of shows there. Like they they weren't just going to like come in and dip out. Like it was going to be like a two right. three week thing. Like you know maybe two weeks. But like I, I thought that would have been a real cool that they were supposed to go to the UK for Fighter Fest. But mm. you know that 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 got um they got postponed. They couldn't you know travel. But like I, I think honestly I th- I think this like Nagata thing and you know seeing uh Ryu Mizunami. And Maki Ito making the trip over to the states, I think is like just more so more optimism that you know the travel restrictions are starting to you know ease up a little bit as far as talents coming over to the states and, and vice versa and coming over from Canada and stuff like that. I, I know it's way more like I, I've heard from of like seen a few tweets from like a couple Canadian independent wrestlers and they talk about like the it's it's just like real real tough right now, like you know just just to even try to get out there. Yeah, no kidding. Like, that's the thing. And no one knows what could, like, what if everyone starts traveling again and then another lockdown happens and everyone's stuck somewhere else, right? Yeah. That's the shitty part. So, John, when did you get into wrestling? What's your earliest memories? When did you fall in love with this shit? Um, I mean, it's funny. Like, my mom always says that, like, I was born for this because legit, she was pregnant while watching WrestleMania 1. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, and I, 
So I, my brothers are a lot older. They're like 10 years older than me. So they've been watching wrestling before I was born. And then my mom said I used to like kick around her in her stomach whenever uh, wrestling was on TV. So she's like, yeah, this kid's going to like wrestling. So obviously growing up, uh, my brothers and cousins were huge WWF fans at the time. Uh, mostly tag team wrestling, like Demolition, Heart Foundation, British Bulldogs. Yeah. So I always watched wrestling. Um, and it was mostly WWF, just kind of growing up here in, in the New York scene. But as I got older, I still remember this memory. I went to my, my cousin's house, and he had, like, one of those, like, illegal boxes that would show, like, pay-per-views. And it was like, a WC- it was, like, a WCW <laughs> in Japan pay-per-view. I think it was, like, Ric Flair in the main event. Uh, okay. I forgot who he was wrestling. But um, it might have been Fujinami, actually. And I was like, what the hell is this? Who are these wrestlers? What country is this? How are they wrestling here? Like, I was so, like, boggled by that that I just started going out and, like, renting all types of videos, watching Jim Crockett promotions. And then later on, I'd get into WCW and ECW. And then, you know, that's when Nitro came on the air. So I've literally been following wrestling um, as much as I can. And then obviously, being here in New York, we've been spoiled with a lot of shows. So whenever there was a Madison Square Garden show or pay-per-view, I would go there. I was at WrestleMania 10. That was my first WrestleMania. Uh, Went to WrestleMania 11 the following year in Connecticut. Been to, like probably a dozen WrestleManias and shows. So yeah, I've I've never stopped watching, honestly. So my first memory, I I can't tell you my first memory, but I just remember watching it like ever since I was born. No, that's so cool. So what are some of your favorites growing up? Uh, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Ricky Steamboat, Macho Man, Randy Savage. Um, I actually, you can't see it in the video, but I have like the replica IC title. I've never had a replica title in my life. That's the one thing I I never got. But during the pandemic, I was like, listen, I need to, you know, change up my room a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let me get one of these titles. And this is the title that always like stuck with me because all my favorite wrestlers, The Rock, Steve Austin, um, they all held this title. So I was always kind of like sure. the guy that wasn't really in the main event, um, but always like kind of got had the best matches. So obviously, like a Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, and eventually they would all become world champions. Um, so those like my favorites. More recently, uh, Daniel Bryan's one of my favorite wrestlers. Um, there's so many out there. There's so much great talent. Something now, like. There's so much like back then when I was watching it, there wasn't that many good wrestlers. Like there was, but oh, a lot of, a lot of crappy wrestlers as I know well. What you, you had mean. your yeah. fashion boogers, your Adam Bonds. You had to sit yep. through all these guys. Now it's like every match, these guys are like the best athletes in the world. So it's crazy to pick like a favorite wrestler now because they're all so good. Yeah, I know because it's same with me. Like when I was growing up, my favorites were Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, and Rock. All the people you name, pretty much. And now it's like when someone says who's my favorite, I'm like. Kevin Owens, maybe? I don't know. Like, there's so many, like, that I'm trying to think of, and it's like, I can't just pinpoint it down to one, right? Yeah, for sure. It's, like, so hard to, like, like you said, like, pick somebody now. And there's so many different promotions, too. Like, That's the back thing. Then, I mean, two, three promotions, the most, like, yeah, maybe, like, an ECW would pop up, like, oh, who's Rob Van Dam? Who's the <laughs> Sabu guy? Um, but now it's, like, literally, like, if you ask for my favorite wrestler, I'll be, like, I have to name one in every promotion. Like, one day I can say That's Roosh. Fair. Uh, another day, I could I could say like Leon Ruff, like he's one of my favorite wrestlers because this is the guy that I was like hanging out with outside of Evolve, like going to Taco Bell and hanging out. So to see like people that I could consider my friends actually on TV, right. how can you not root this person to be like your favorite wrestler when it's somebody that you literally saw struggling and making their way, and now they're actually on TV every week? It's crazy. Yeah, no kidding. Did you guys ever want to become wrestlers? Hell no. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm I'm a little on the on the short side, but I did I did dibble and dabble in uh, backyard wrestling, but I oh. found out pretty quickly that I was like just the enhancement talent, as you can say. They were using me and chokesliding me everywhere, and just I was taking the bumps and everything. And then one day I just like I couldn't breathe anymore. I don't know what happened. Like I just I, I lost my breath, and I'm like, yeah, this is not for me. And uh, I stopped after that. I, I, I've been more of the mouthpiece. So hey, if anybody needs a, a manager or somebody to cut a promo for them, I, I can do that. But as far as stepping on the ring, that's that's not me. What about you, Andrew? <laughs> 
like you know, me, me and my little cousins, we 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 would we would be wrestlers in in the living room, and that that, that was like as far as I as I, as I ever as I ever aspired to go. Right. Like like especially like once I learned like you know with with these athletes like what they put their bodies through, I was like it is no way. Like it's especially doing that on a consistent basis, like you. But like one of the one of the crazier things that I've heard from like several wrestlers is that. Like over time, that their, their bodies just get so used to landing on the mat yep. and like landing on that surface and like taking these rough bumps that it builds up like this this fluid in their back and like all around certain areas of their bodies that like it's like an extra layer of it's like it's like your body forming this like extra layer of protection so it's like prevent that it's like a gap between that and you know your your essential body parts basically so like that that's like one of the craziest things I've ever heard that like your your body like what, what some some wrestlers have that fluid built up in their bodies to where like it, it just prevents the pain i guess or you know just that little, little extra piece of protection right there like it, it's crazy with like when you really think about it, like how they go out there and like the damage that they're doing to their bodies on a consistent basis like it's it, it's, it's kind of crazy but like what well, one of my um you were talking about like some of our favorites out right now like it, it, there's a lot of great wrestlers i don't think there's any shortage of great wrestlers out there like you can look at any company and point out like 10 15 great wrestlers even more look at the independent scene you got people like you know uh lee moriarty who i think is probably the best in-ring independent wrestler right now you got people out there like john gresham from ring of honor like it's, it's so many like great wrestlers out there but somebody who was like who i'm like truly enjoying their work is uh dan Housen. Like, mm-hmm. dude is like he's legitimately everywhere. funny. He, he's legitimately funny. Like, he I'm is. thoroughly like enjoying like the stuff that he's doing. Like the and, and the thing is, like, I think his his character is going to take him beyond the scope of wrestling. Yes. Like, I don't, I don't, I think that he'll like end up being like in a kids TV show or some, you know, something like that. Like, or doing voiceover work or like being some type of like animated character or something along those lines. Like, I feel like. He, he has, like, developed the character so where, like, it, it has range and it, it can take him, like, way past professional wrestling. Like, and he's successful in wrestling, but, like, I, I just feel like with a character like that, it's like you, you can take that into, like, different realms and, you know, you you may you, you make a lot of bank with that character, like, doing, like, some d- different stuff, like, just just outside of like what 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 like what the genesis of what the character was created for, which was wrestling. Yeah, and you know what? Another shout out I gotta give to uh, not only because he was on the podcast before, but because he, he's also a local guy, RJ City. He's doing pretty much the exact same thing without even taking a bump. How, 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 how the hell did RJ get on the WWE network? I mean, the right? Like, <laughs> that's what I mean, uh, man. RJ done finessed his way onto the Peacock streaming service, bro. I could not believe it. Yeah, he would hate that I'm saying good stuff about him, so I'll just say that he's a piece of shit because that's what he likes. So. <laughs> but yeah, no, guys like that, yeah, those are the guys who tr- transcend WWE, or sorry, wrestling, and go beyond it and then could go into really anything else, right? Yeah, you ain't lying. Like, I, this, this was so random, but um, like when I first uh, signed up for Peacock, like I, I was going to look at like some of the wrestling stuff on it, and they had like a... Um, I, I don't know why I, I be feeling weird when I say this. Like they, they have like uh, like good serial killer documentaries. I, I don't know why I enjoy those. Sure. Like, is, 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 is that weird, bro? Like about weird because of that? I, I don't know why I enjoy. Nah, those. my my brother's the same way. Whenever he bro, comes over, he's always it, watching something. Something. Bro. Like, 
But so you know, like, do, do you do you look at your brother like not, not looking at him weird, but like like wonder why he watches that stuff, or is it just like, well, that's just what he likes? No, I mean it's, it's intriguing, you know, just to yeah, kind of like go into the mind of these guys and bro. find out what no, like, why they did this. No man, bro, you it, see, it, the way I look at people like. You, Andrew, and your brother John is the same way as non-wrestling fans look at us with that face. <laughs> How about that? No, bro. Like I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what it is. Like I, it, I, I think I just find it more so interesting from the point of like what drives a human being to do something that like along those lines. And, and I, I don't oh. know why I'm intrigued by that. Like I was, I, I was watching this, I uh, this, this one last week because um, I was, I was in Charlotte. And I was uh, binging this this series about this lady named uh, Jody Arias. I don't know if y'all ever heard of her. No man. But dude, she like it, it, it's like like I don't even know if I could like share all the detail like on the like it, it was it like her case was crazy. Like she she had a boyfriend and uh, like was like real obsessive over him, and it just it was like a fatal attraction type oh, thing. And she, okay. She uh, you know she I can can I can I say what she did. Go for it. I don't give a fuck. I've said uh, way she, worse, probably. It, so go for it. Yeah, she she stabbed him uh, twenty seven times. She slit his throat from ear to ear, and then after he was already dead, she shot him in the head. Like Just to be sure. And, and but like the thing was she like the way like I, I remember I even watched like a, um an interview of hers that she did like two months after what she did to her ex, uh, and like dude like you. If you see, like, if you were to see her in public and you didn't know what she did, you would probably think like this got to be the most innocent human being on the face of the earth. Like it was, I was like, she got to be grade A psychopath, like to be like that calm and like be like that poised, like knowing what she just did. Like I, I, I don't know why. Like I, I went into the whole rabbit hole, <laughs> like that, bro, look, looking at interviews and stuff. But it was, like, it was crazy. Like I, I be feeling weird when I talk about that. But I was like, it's, it, it's something I just like. Now, now, I don't like it, but it's like it's it's just intriguing in a, in a way. It's weird. Well, how about this? Here's a weird question for you guys. What do you think would get you to that point? What would push you over the edge <laughs> to do something like that? Is there anything right now in your lives that would do that? He, he, he trying to get us arrested, man. Well, this yeah, is all... <laughs> Steve, Steve trying to get us incriminated. This is all, as podcasters say, it's all allegedly, all right? So we're safe now. <laughs> Steve trying to get us... Nah, man, I, I don't think I could ever get that like I don't, I don't even like raising my voice to be honest like, <laughs> like, like, like nah bro, Fair like, enough. bro you, you, like, like, like bro you, you gotta do some stupid shit like for me to even get like mad at you if like me even like get to the point where I could care yeah but like, what so it's like, what about like, okay how about this how about someone doing something horrible to your family or someone that you love and care about That's confidential. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm not. See, I'm not gonna lie. I, I, have, I have a son, a six year old son. If right? anything were to happen to him, that might drive me off the edge. Like, uh, I'm, I'm, That's I'm, I'm very saying. similar to Andrew. I'm, I'm, I'm calm and collected. But you know, yeah, if you do something like that, it might drive me. I mean, I'm not gonna stab you 27 times. Right. Throat, of but, course. Uh, but uh, you are gonna see a, a bad, the, probably the, the bad side of me. There you go. That that, that, that was like the Sincino gave the perfect answer. That was like PG slash 
like rated he, he kind of gave you the best of the, the best of both worlds right that's the perfect answer see and but I, again now that i'm older and i'm in my 40s and shit i understand why people do certain stuff when i was younger i didn't get it i just thought everyone was fucking crazy no one knew what the hell was going on and they were just off the handle but someone has to get to that point like not unless you have like a legitimate illness or something then i totally understand fine but if you're born normal as they say and then something no it's what happens throughout your life that makes you go fucking nuts, man? But but, you, but uh, speaking of speaking of crazy ass people, yeah, y'all know who crazy? Mm. Drake Warts. The fuck is he? Oh, he, 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 he is off his. That's the. See, have you seen anything about the Drake Warts stuff? No, man. What's this? You, you have the, so the, it's the NXT referee, the one who uh, he he refereed the Ronda Rousey, Kurt Angle, Triple H, seven. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thirty four. Him. Sure. He called. He called into. Uh, what was it? You know, a government meeting, like a governor's official. Yeah, it was like meeting. some some council meeting, and yeah. he was like, I guess, a resident of the city, so he was able sure. to call in and give his yeah. thoughts. He, he called in, and he was talking about how COVID masks help sexual predators stay hidden, and so that's wow. why people shouldn't wear COVID masks. Like he's like a right wing, you know, big Trump supporter. Sure. Like, oh, oh, and like it's very open. Like, it's, it's no nobody's surprised that he's a Trump supporter, but it's the fact that he called in to this video conference, like. In his NXT referee uniform, <laughs> and uh, I, I know it was reported by uh, I think by Fightful that yeah. like Drake, like Drake Wolf was like so damn loud that like wrestlers heard him like audibly like yelling, really, like do, like during the meeting, like he was like in the performance center, like oh, talking sure. about how you know people don't need to be wearing you know basically with his with, with his main point at without saying it was he you know he's tired of people wearing masks like there's no reason for it like he thinks it it, it, it helps predators you know i'm like dude you i've never seen somebody like so far gone like i i I think when when people are like to that point like where like they're they're just so that mindset of like digging themselves that deeply into certain things like it's like no way you can pull it pull them out of it like it's just they need to like like i i just think drake wars is like so far gone and i'm kind of surprised that he hasn't gotten released like to be honest with you like especially Seeing this, how you know WWE doing this whole campaign about people getting vaccinated and then making sure you wear your mask and stuff, and he's a detriment to that. So, like, yeah, I'm, he, I'm he was wearing surprised. the he was wearing an NXT shirt while at his job right. while he was doing this. That, that's the worst part. And like, not that I had sympathy for the dude, but after watching this, I not that I, I don't know, I, I don't want to say I felt bad for him, but I felt yeah. like no, no, I, I get what you're saying, bro. Like, like, it's, like this guy it's needs sad, help. bro. Like, it's yeah, sad, it's, bro. It's very sad. This guy needs like some like seriously needs some help. Like, somebody needs to sit him down and maybe not lose his job, but sit him down, get him some counseling, get him something because he can't be going live on whatever this was and then have it broadcasted to the world represent while representing the company that you're on every week. It's just it's too much. Right. Well, Andrew, I got a question for you. Since you interview wrestlers, do you, can you separate politics or something that a wrestler did <laughs> to have an interview with? Or are you one of those guys that you're like, nah? Hey, ask, ask him about TJP. Ask him if he wants to interview TJP. <laughs> oh, oh. No, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm. I think I'm past the whole thing of like trying to separate wrestling. Like I, like I, I view you as that individual that you are. Like I don't think, uh. like I've, like I, I've. I, I don't think I could sit down for an interview like with like um like with like a Jake Hager or like a TJP or really? a Chris Jericho. You know, I'm pretty sure I could get like good information. I, I don't think I could good. I, I know I could get good information out of them, but like just me knowing what they think and how they think and probably what they probably think about people, like what they think about me or people that look like me. 
like it's it's like I, I, I don't know. I, I just can't like I like it, it, like my, my conscience won't allow me to sit down and like be like, hey, like you can put that aside. Like I I, I just can't. I, I I couldn't do it. Like I, I feel like I feel like if I did, well, I mean, I, I'm not gonna say I couldn't. I could do it, but like I feel like my pride would like just be like killing me. Like come on now, like I don't, I don't know. I, I I think I I I know that I could sit down for those type of conversations, but like. And it, it, it don't even have to be like about that specific topic. It could just be like specifically about wrestling. But like, right. I don't think I don't think my pride would just like, or my conscience would allow me to, you know, in, in good faith sit down and like genuinely be engaged in a conversation with anybody that thinks like that, or you know, especially like, you know, uh, like I, I talked about it before. Like I don't want to go on the whole thing about it again. But like uh, when, when Jericho was on the whole All Lives Matter shit and, yeah, and, yeah. and like I was like like that 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 really like took me away from Jericho like I already knew he was a, a Trump supporter I'm like I like I, that, that that's what you do that's what you do but like when yeah. you start diving into the you know the all lives matter thing and like kind of you know misinterpreting the whole point about the black lives matter movement that's when I kind of got completely like just off Jericho like I like it, it's kind of sad because that was legit one of my favorite wrestlers and like I can't even mm-hmm. like enjoy some of the stuff he does on TV, like, cause it's like, it's it, like, I don't find anything he does like entertaining anymore because all I see is, you know, that individual that I saw from the summer, late 2020. Like it's, it, 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 it is kind of sad, but I mean, that's, you know, that is what it is. Okay. So I'm sort of, okay. I'm, I'm a fence rider, right? I could see both sides. Now moving forward, I do not want someone who is like negative and toxic and sort of that where you know the person is a horrible person. Like some people, you just know when they're horrible. You, you know what I mean? But there's sometimes there's a shade of gray every once in a while. Like for example, you brought up TJP. TJP is a former guest of the show, but I had him on before he started spewing all this stuff and that I knew anything about his politics. So now going back, do I? cancel him do i erase him moving forward i might not have him on the show again but he treated me with respect he said nothing out of line like you know what i mean so that's where it's just it's hard as people like me and you talking to other people because anything could pop up at any time like so uh so it's funny you say that because back in um when i went to vegas for double or nothing and i was going out there to do some interviews for starcast okay i interviewed tjp oh okay like and the, 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 the interview is literally stuff on my youtube channel like okay and like he like that that was of course before you know found out like you know his current thought process and stuff like that but like very much the same with what you just said treated me with respect gave me like some real good answers like respectful before the interview and you know vice versa as exactly. i was to him like you know but at the same time like i think one of the things in professional wrestling that you realize that and it, i, I kind of like liken it to like the military a little bit in some ways it's like you you come across people that so many different experiences than you like life experiences some people grow up in you know predominantly certain areas and they, they, mm. that's the like it's not it's not really as diverse where they grow up and stuff like that and now <laughs> i still don't think that's an excuse either way you shake it but like, I think that's just one. Like, I think it's kind of helped me as an individual, honestly. Like, kind of being in this wrestling media space. Like, do I, I even remember? Um, what, what was this? I, I, I think this might have still been Vegas. Like when I was, um, I was doing a little media room thing, bro. I was, I, I think I was like probably like one of two black people, people of color in the in the media room. Right. And like, it, it's it, 
like that that was like so like some shit I like caught my eye off the off like instantly like when yeah. I got in there I was like damn like and I it it, it was just I, I it was just like one of those like eye opening things but like going back to what you were saying like I, I do think it is I I just think it just you know it varies you know for different people like you know I I, I kind of I, I guess I can understand your point as far as like you know some people may not be like these horrendous people but at the same time I think that you should be like like you call it call it, we call it what it is like bro these grown ass men like grown ass adults like you have a platform with millions of people watching sure. you millions of people follow you on social thousands and hundreds of people follow you on social media mm-hmm. you should know or you should be aware enough at 30 40 something years old 50 years old to know what's wrong and what's right like people shouldn't have to guide you through that like it, it's kind of like um like even when um I, I i saw it was like a couple years ago and i remember jerry lawler had said something like real out of pocket and like the first thing that came in my mind i was like dude this is like and then not to saying what he's saying because what he said at the time was wrong but i'm like i'm not really surprised back because i'm like dude this is a 70 year old sure. uh 70 70 year old white man from the south who grew up in a time where racism was like something that was just like you know it just is what it is yeah. and that's the environment that he grew up in and to, to try to get him out of his mindset at the age that he is now it's not gonna happen yeah, it's like he's already stuck in his ways but i feel like you know when you look at people we just mentioned like a tjp or chris jericho who are sort of like very much within this current generation and know what's going on I feel like you should be aware enough with your platform to understand that the words and the power that you have, they have a great effect. Like people listen to you. So you should be able to spread the right message. That's why I like really commend mm. people like Big E, like, you know, for using his platform and speaking sure. up a lot, like and Xavier Woods and various other like black wrestlers, man. That like, and, and even, you know, some wrestlers that aren't black that use their platforms for positive means, but yeah, man, I, I think I think it's a mixed bag. You know, like you said, it just depends on, you know, who you come across and, you know, just different life experiences. So, I mean, you, you can't really control, you know, everything. You just got to kind of take it for face value and let, let everything be what it is. Well, and that's the thing, because every experience is different with every individual. And because you have a bad experience with one individual doesn't mean someone else will. Because I've had people on that I've heard were complete assholes, but again, they were completely nice. And then I've heard... This person's the nicest person in the business. I start talking to him. I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. Like, you know what I mean? So <laughs> it goes both ways, right? Hey, Sino, so, so, you know, have you ever met somebody like at a meet and greet or something like that? And you thought like they was probably going to be like kind of standoffish and then they ended up being cool? Yeah, for sure. Like, nobody really comes to mind. Uh, you know, okay, one person does come to mind, like Eva Marie. When oh. she was back, like in WWE, like she comes off like she might be like arrogant or whatever, or sure. just like too good for to give you a minute. But I bumped into her at, um, I think it was WrestleCon back in New York like two years ago. And she like came up to me and started talking and was like the sweetest person in the world. And just I was like, wow, I don't know if it's the fact that she's now with WWE now or what, but this is not <laughs> what I expected. <laughs> you know, sometimes when people leave, you know, of course, they, they want to try to sell merch or whatever. They might change their tune a little bit. But, um, yeah, that's one person that comes to mind. But, yeah, that, that happens a lot. And, you know, like you said to the guys, vice versa, where you think this person is going to be the best person in the world. And they kind of like, eh, okay, maybe they're not. Or maybe they're just but- having a bad day. Like on a more uh, kind of like a more positive note, I remember the first time I met Nick Gage, bro. I, mm. I, I thought he, I, I thought he was gonna be like, you, you know, like real standoffish. Sure. Like Nick Gage was like the coolest dude, bro. And like and the funny thing was, like the day I met him, he had an independent show later that night that I was already going to, and uh, I had saw him at the show, 
And I remember when I walked past him at the show, he was like, hey, what's up, man? I remember you. we did an interview earlier. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, little stuff like that. But sure. Nick, Nick, Nick Gage cool as hell, bro. Like, that, that was, like, one of my, probably one of my favorite experiences with a wrestler in person. Because, like, he's just, like, it, it, it was just very unexpected for him to be the way that he was. That, well, at least for when I thought that he was going to be. Yeah, and that's the thing, too. Like, I used to take, not, not that I took it personally, but... When people don't respond or when you get negative feedback, you sort of take it personally at first because you don't know any better. But then you start realizing that, yeah, A, these people probably had a bad day. B, they're probably jealous because you're doing something that they can't do. And C, who knows because they're strangers. Like there's so many what ifs. So you can't take anything personally because like I love doing what I'm doing with the podcast and everything. But there's just sometimes it's like so super frustrating. And even on that note, what's the most frustrating thing do you guys think in your mind has to do with podcasting as a host or putting together a show. You guys know. Uh, the most frustrating thing is sometimes things that you don't expect kind of take up your time or, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I have a set schedule. I have certain days where I watch my shows, you know, Monday, okay. Tuesday, sometimes Wednesday morning, but when something like in life or just in general just comes out and totally disrupts your schedule, to the point where you have to play catch up or switch things around and then you have to report to somebody else and let them know, hey, listen, I'm sorry, but I'm not going to have this in time or I can't do this in time. That sucks. You know, it sucks to make excuses. So whenever there's something that just like totally disrupts your schedule, I think is the most frustrating thing. I, I like to have mm. a, the one thing I was, the one advice I was always given from like the post wrestling and up next guys was make sure you, you stick by a schedule. Make sure you have a certain time or a certain uh, time frame that you go by. So when that doesn't work and then you kind of have to, like I said, report to others with that information, it's embarrassing and it sucks so yeah i would have to say like uh interruptions like that are, that are unexpected andrew yeah i would probably say probably one of the more i'm, I'm trying to think of something because like that that like fr- i mean I, I guess something that like i guess I, I wouldn't even say the word frustrated it's more like more so like just disappointed if anything like it's like when i got something scheduled like you know an interview lined up or something like that and it kind of falls through oh, like that, that, that's that, that that's disappointing i, I wouldn't say i get frustrated at because I, I i get that like people they got lives bro like you know and and then people got stuff going on that they don't speak about like that you probably won't even never that you wouldn't probably never know about so you know stuff come up so i don't really i, I wouldn't get frustrated at it but like i pretty said like it's like you you kind of map out certain stuff around it and then you got to replan and then you gotta yes. probably postpone something else that you already got going on and it's, it's, it's yeah. like it get jumbled up at times so that's probably like one of the more i guess like quote-unquote fr- frustrating things about uh podcasting and, and, and interviewing bro you know how I, you wouldn't even believe like i'll tell you off air how many times i've been stiffed literally last minute set up <laughs> ready to go Texting back and forth and then, nah, you know what? I'm not going to make it. You have no fucking idea, man. That is what's... And again, it's... I'm not angry at the person because like you said, life happens, shit. And again, they don't owe me shit. Like, you know what I mean? This is them giving me free time so they could literally put themselves out there. It's not like they need me anyways, right? So it's sort of like they're doing me the favor. So who am I to bitch? But it's just then fucking trying to come up with a different show because you're ready for this show and then phoning other people. And I don't know if you're like this, Andrew, but I hate calling someone to be like a backup. Like, oh, by the way, I was supposed to do so-and-so. Can you hop on quickly because I didn't have no one else? Like, I, f- I feel like a douchebag doing that. I mean, I don't really think, I don't really think you should, to be honest, because I'm mean, at the same time you got the audience that you're trying to get your stuff out to and you can't That's like true. short you can't you can't you can't like short them like and, and I don't think you should feel bad about like finding the 
replacement. I mean, I'm pretty sure replacements happen all the time. I, I can only imagine how many times like somebody hit me up and was like, "Hey, you want to do a podcast?" And I was probably a replacement, like because somebody that couldn't come on, you know, like shit, like shit, shit, shit. Sometimes shit just happen like that. And I mean, I ain't gonna say no. So yes, yeah, Steve, <laughs> yeah, Steve. How do we know that we're not replacements? But one thing I know this, that John Cena was a replacement. That's uh, what I know. That's uh, what cause Steve, Steve, I'm about to out you. Steve has way. Yeah, oh, yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 he was trying to capitalize off of Upbeat's up Mania, right? Yeah, he, he, he was trying to get me a way to uh, go back and forth on the, uh, oh. on, on the podcast, man. Yeah, that's sometimes, repla- sometimes replacements are the best thing. There have been plenty of times in wrestling where, you know, if somebody was injured or out and the replacement comes in and next thing you know, look what happened to Kofi Kingston. He replaced uh, right? Mustafa Ali, right? There, there we go. There we go. Yeah, no, okay. Well, Andrew could attest. I wanted him back on the show since literally earlier this year. But uh, no, John, you are a replacement. I wanted Way on to, to come on because he, he is also a former guest. So I didn't. I wanted two former guests so then we wouldn't be eating up time. Not to say that you ate up time getting to know you, but you know you know what I mean? Just so it could flow a bit easier. No, absolutely. I feel honored to be replacing uh, Way Ting. <laughs> Way Ting the cheater. I'm, 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 I'm not I'm not a big fan of Way and his antics in the, in the up next. Uh, here, here we go. Here we in, go. In, in the up next games, man, I'm, I'm not a fan. Me, me and Way. We, we on bad terms until I get my win back. When I get my win back, we on good terms. That's how it works. So what happened was you found yes. out that Way was going to be on here, and you were like, oh, I don't want to be on the show if Way's going to be on and get somebody else. That, exactly. Okay, I, I, right. I was like, who who better than the man himself, Mr. Shot in the Dark, <laughs> John Cena? <laughs> Thank you. I feel like I feel a lot better now. <laughs> the, the, the man himself, Don John Furrow, dude. Like I, I, I think I, I told you this a couple of times, but I was like, you, you do like really like great work on the site, bro. Like you do like some very like extensive stuff. So like I, I think you should be like very proud of like the work you're doing, and it's like always like really thorough and like good. Like I, I, genu- I genuinely don't know how you do. It. Like I always, I remember the only time I ever did um like the play by play stuff at post was for uh, MOWs show like in 2019 bro mm-hmm. i think that was like the only time i ever did something um like that and i i was like i, I do not know how people like do the play but like i was like god damn like it was so many moves like i i think i did okay at it but it was just like bro it's so much to keep up with sometimes and then like sometimes you're trying to figure out should, should i put this move in there should i add this in there should i do this should i do that do i gotta add this is it necessary to add that and i was just like i after i sent that report to john i was like never again yeah, it's it's, it's 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 tough. I'm not gonna lie. The first time I did a report for Post Wrestling, I forgot what show it was. It might have been like a GCW show or something. I went so detailed with the oh, notes. Like I was putting almost every single move. And then Pollock, John Pollock gave me like a real like uh, big compliment. He responded back saying that's that was amazing. Da, 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 da. I'm so impressed. And I'm like, damn it! Now every single report I have oh, to write. Wow. <laughs> this. But um, luckily, like a lot of shows that I watch would be like a MOW or or Impact, where the matches aren't that long. It's a four or five minute match, so I don't have to like go like ahead prom- and, and promo heavy and stuff like that. Yeah, so it's not as bad as commercials where I can stop and kind of like pick up from. But then I cover like a um, oh, what show was a Spring Break where you had that crazy trios match. Oh where I'm like, dude, I need to pause this and rewind it because there's no possible. Or even the big moves. So there's so many shows that like I have to like pause and rewind, and then there's some mm. shows that I can just take it easy. But a thank you, man. Coming from you, that that's a, the biggest compliment because obviously the amount of work that you put into it. Like every time I I, I I um I open up one of like your news updates, I'm like it's either like during breakfast or lunch. I sit down, I, I just read it all. It's like it's like a novel, but like a wrestling. <laughs> novel. It's like this is, the, this is the best way to like catch up with everything. 
I appreciate that, man. I just try to, you know, try to catch as many uh, podcasts as I can out here on these on these Twitter streets. So, in other words, John and Way, if you're listening, these guys deserve a raise. <laughs> That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> Okay, well, before we get to the worst story of the week and we wrap this shit up, what have these guys been consuming during the pandemic? Are you guys gamers? Do you guys binge anything other than wrestling? So, uh, I'm like I told y'all earlier, I've been watching um, the MTV's The Challenge Show. It's like a, um, I don't know if like I don't know if y'all like really that like know what it is. It's like a bit more of like a game challenge thing like it was like physical activities and stuff like this like hella entertaining like plus the drama and all that nonsense but um they like, i've been watching uh I, I, I like watching some of like the um the, those little mini animal documentaries on netflix like i don't know mm-hmm. if that's weird but like the like mm-hmm. the, the the 50 like most dangerous animals like in like in, in like africa or some shit like i I, sure. I love like watching stuff like that that's stuff is like <laughs> so entertaining to me bro and um for, like as far as games go, like only like for like the only thing I've been playing, like the only thing I do play is um I play COD Mobile on my phone. Okay. Because it's like it's like so like accessible. Like sure. I just pull it up on my phone and just it just play it. Like the last game I played on a console was uh NBA Two K Twenty One on my I had a, on my PS Four, mm. and then like I, I bought it and then for like three weeks, for like three weeks I I couldn't. Well, nah, I couldn't, but, like, I just didn't play it, and, like, I wasn't entertained by it. So, like, I was just like, you know what, well, let me just find some on my phone right. that I could play. But, like, I, 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 I am thinking about getting a PS5 because I do want one because I kind of miss playing the console games because those are fun. Um, me, myself, yeah, I mean, I have a PS5. I have a Switch. Uh, okay. The only time I really get to play is, is when my son's here. So it's usually games with him, like Mario games sure. or whatever. The last game that, like, I was able to play, because it's hard to play when you have, like, a six-year-old son because you can't really be playing, like, your Call of Duty. Or so the last game I played in full was uh, the Miles Morales game, Spider-Man for PS5. Oh, okay. absolutely loved it. So um, I'm looking forward to playing uh, the new Resident Evil that comes out, I think, mm. next week, Resident Evil 8. Um, so I'm, I, I'm, I was a huge big gamer. I just haven't had a chance to really sit down and play. Um, as far as, like, shows and movies, I, I have, like, this little spinoff show that I do with Mike Hogan on the Up Next Twitch called The Other Guys, where we kind of, like, review movies and shows. So every week there's okay. always, like, a movie of the week or a show of the week. Uh, we went through Falcon and Winter Soldier. Uh, tomorrow we'll be talking about the, uh, the new Michael B. Jordan movie. That's okay. uh, on Amazon oh. Prime. I think it's called... Uh, but you're talking about when they broke his house yes yeah i saw the preview of that i was like oh my goodness i gotta see that so that's kind of like like it's like a movie book club in a way it's like we you know we 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 pick a movie and then like all our audiences watches it with us and we go and discuss it and we kind of like you know talk about it that's pretty cool that's like my my one way to like because the thing is if if it's if it's work related i feel like i have to watch it so if i give myself an assignment to watch and it has to be done I Friday every week. I feel like I have no choice. So in a way, that's good. It's like it gives me like time to to watch stuff, and then I just talk about it with everybody. Um, but I'm a big movie guy. Like luckily here in New York, theaters have been pretty much open almost the entire pandemic. Oh, so wow. I always try to go to a theater whenever I can. Okay. Um, I saw Mortal Kombat in theaters. I nice. saw Godzilla vs Kong. Um, I'm gonna watch the new Saw movie with Chris Rock and mm. uh, Samuel Jackson. I'm a big horror <laughs> guy, so I always watch like horror movies. Um, um so yeah i'm a big movie guy just you know whenever i have a little bit of free time that's when i usually do that okay so like one, one, I, I was gonna say like the one, one of my favorite movies that i got that i got to see over the past year uh-huh. and then and, and I, I went to go see this like 
it was crazy. Like I remember this was the day before the shutdown. Okay. I went to go see uh, the Invisible Man. This is like early 2020. Like, but it, I think this was like March 13th. Like, yeah, right like, before. Yeah, bro, me too. This that was, was like bro, that, this is a great movie. But I was like, damn, that, that was a good. Like, yeah, I, I'm a, like, it's, it's some movies you go to the theaters and you watch. You like, damn, that was a that was, that was a good movie right there. I might have to watch that again. Oh, did you? Uh, did y'all get? A, did you? Uh, did y'all get a chance to see Judas and the Black Messiah? No. Yes. Yeah, I uh, love that movie. I love. Uh, I didn't get to see too many of the Best Picture nominations for the Oscars. I didn't see any of that's them. That's when I. That's the one that I saw like day one. As soon as I saw the trailer for that, I'm like, yeah, I need to watch this. That was a great movie. Yeah, I'm that, happy. That, I'm happy. Uh, he won best supporting actor too at the Oscars. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know, I don't know if you saw the video, but uh, but Fred Hampton uh, Jr. like he, he like uh, re- like legit embraced uh, Daniel mm. uh, for for his role in the film. Like he was like really happy, like wow, you know, nice. things turned out. So I'm pretty sure that was like they. Of course, the movie was good, but they like you know did service to his family by you know. Portraying, yeah. portraying the role in the in the correct way, so I, I think that was I, I think that was probably cooler than you know the actual film to know that the family was like genuinely like happy about it. No, absolutely. I heard that he and his mother were like consultants on the show. They were always on set, so I, was, yeah. I had faith that oh, I, whenever wow. you had like the real people involved yes. in a real life story, they're actually involved with it. Yeah, no kidding. Now going back to horror movies, John. You said you're a huge buff. So am I. I love myself. Again, I grew up with the '90s, '80s hack and slash type shit. What are your, some <clears throat> of your favorites growing up? Oh, that's tough. That's tough. Um, hmm. I have to say, like the Friday the Thirteenth series, like the original okay. ones. If I had to actually pick the series, I would go with that. Uh, there's so many, like, 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 like Sleepaway Camp. That's like a real, like, throwaway, like, culty type movie. Uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> even though it's like a more comedy based one, sure. but like, that's always like my go to one. Um, yeah, those are like the ones that pop in my head. But I, I like like the creature features as well, like Critters, uh, uh, Gremlins, things like okay. that are always like big movies to me. Yeah, see, I wasn't a big like those creatures or monsters. I was more of like uh, Freddy Krueger's, like the f- phenomenon ones. Where you try and kill them 15 times, they keep rising up. Like, you know what I mean? So, sort of that type of stuff. And then after when Saw came out, that changed the game to me. And I think... Ever since the Saw series, I, I know there's Insidious and there's other type of horror movies that have come out, but I don't know. I think Saw ruined the horror genre for me because it was just so good and I don't think there's anything better. The way that story was told, mind you, the first few, then it just went off the handles. But to yeah, me, that was... It's, that it's, was, it's oh. funny you say that. Usually when like a new movie comes out, I tend to go back and watch like the previous ones, especially if I haven't watched them in a while. Right. And the Saw movies I haven't seen in almost like 15 years. Oh. So I actually started going and watching watching them again i think i'm up to like number four right now okay okay and some of the stuff like i i have to like legit like turn my head i'm like oh my god i can't believe like i used to watch this like right. in part three there's a point where they open up um john's head and like they they, they you know when, it, when he's like she's like cutting through the skull yes. i'm like how did i watch this in the theaters and love this because now I, I can't i have to turn my head like it's crazy um but yeah like those movies like you said they changed the game i think only when they even comes close to that are like the hostile movies those are like kind of like spiritual spinoffs to saw but i'm really looking forward to this new one the fact that chris rock is executive producing it samuel jackson's in it when i first heard it i'm like is this like a joke because you hear chris rock me too you think it's like a parody or something but then you see the trailer and you're like no chris rock is doing his thing right here like this is gonna be great oh so there is a trailer okay well probably my favorite horror movie of all time is the conjuring Uh, i love that is like one of my favorite horror movies bro like i I, like i i i I, I like i like the ones that like could get like a legit reaction out of me like i I like the um the annabelle comes home Mm. that that that, that was another good one like but it's like a lot of like really good like um have y'all ever seen boy the one about the little 
goal. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I haven't had a chance to watch that, but I've heard about that. Yeah. Yeah, his his name was like uh, it was like Charles or something like that. They used to call like the Lord. It it was like a it was like a boy version of Annabelle. Right. Did you see the Did you see the trailer for the new Conjuring? It comes out I think June fourth. It's a new Conjuring, bro. Yeah, it's called the The Devil Made Me Do It. It's part three. It comes out June fourth on HBO Max. What? What is this? Check out the trailer. You'll like it. What, Brad? I did not know they was coming out with a third conjuring. But this is like one of my fa- this is like one of my favorite horror movie series. But I like the second one too. But I, I, I feel like the first one is always like the, I feel like the first of anything more than any, more times than not is like always the best. But damn, I did not know they were making their own. Bro, you, you want to know what, probably one of the most underrated horror movies of all time, bro? Mm-hmm. Is Orphan. Orphan. That really? movie. I, yeah, with the little yeah, girl, right? Bro, yes, bro. that one. Yeah, that was Steve, good. Steve, really you never seen Orphan. I don't know. I don't remember, man. Bro, that movie is like legit good. Like they, they had this like uh, they they adopted this this what, what appeared to be like this little girl. Like she looked like a little kid in the face. Okay. And like and like just her size. Like don't ruin it. Don't ruin it. Don't ruin the movie. Yeah, I can't ruin it. If I, I ain't gonna ruin but it. Yeah, but yeah, that came out like right in the midst of like Insidious and Sinister and all those movies. So oh, it probably got okay. lost in the shuffle. But I'll, I'll sure. definitely check it out. Yeah, it's a but, great movie. But what was that other one? Um, that reminded me of the Haunting in Connecticut. That was good. Yes. Haunted yep. in Connecticut was good. Like I, I, it was this other movie. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it was it was it had I think Josh Peck was in it, and he he was they they was like stuck in like a phone booth or something like that, or they was stuck in like a, they, they they were stuck in like a little bank, and then the dude was like terrorizing them or something like that. It, mm. it, I can't remember what that thing. I think it was called ATM. Yeah, that, mm. that's that's ATM. Yeah, that that was I think that's on Netflix. But yeah, it, it's like so. I, I think horror might be the best genre. To be honest with you, horror movies. I want right. to see like an alternate universe version of Andrew Thompson where he does like news updates, but it's for like serial killers, <laughs> horror movies, and like top fifty most dangerous animals. Have <laughs> 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 an interview with serial killer. Would you ever interview a serial killer, Andrew? Ooh. You get the opportunity. Oh wow. Oh, see, look. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, I, I, I never legit like thought about. So, so, see, uh, so, you know, um, and Steve, have y'all ever seen that show, uh, Mind Hunter, on Netflix? Mind Hunter. Heard Mind Hunter. Is that oh, Mind Hunter. I on... tried. I couldn't get into it. Bro, yeah. that that that's Too like for me. That, when, when you said that, that's kind of what that reminded me of, because like it's about um these these two detectives, like they they were like trying to find out a study, and they were like legit interviewing like the most like notorious serial killers like in the history of america like legit like they interview like charles manson and uh ed kemper and like like just like these like these people who like just committed like these like vicious like vow sprees like uh like it, it like for for me bro like i don't i don't know bro like i i feel like if i if i was to ever do something like that i feel like it would have to be for like for some like big organization for research purposes i don't mm. think it would be like a good thing reputation wise for me to just be like independently chasing down like serial killers and shit like <laughs> like, pry, like 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 trying to pry information out of them and i like i don't even think i would feel like comfortable like oh, sitting shit. across from somebody like that to like knowing like what they've done right and nine times out of ten they probably crazy as shit and like they probably like i, I don't know i just I, I don't think i could do it but yeah, I like I, 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 I feel like I could if it was like under the circumstances of like some research or like for some you know project or something like that. Like if it was like something like that, I definitely think I could do. It. I feel like I would be interested enough like to find out like you know 
would would drive somebody to do something like that. I, that's like I, nobody never asked me that. Saying, "Look at you, man! I might have to get you to interview me on my own damn YouTube channel." There you go. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, that's crazy. Oh shit! How about this? How about a porn star? Would you ever interview a porn star? Um. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, 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 what it is. No, I don't see nothing wrong with that. What's wrong with that? Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Well, because, you know, the stigma behind it and everything, and people won't take you seriously, then the sponsors might get upset, whatever, whatnot, right? Uh, I, I, I mean, if you got sponsors, that I mean, that's, that's just a business decision that you got to make. But, I mean, if you just, like, a free, like, Roman YouTube channel, like the one I got, like, you know. Oh, true. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't see nothing, like, you know, wrong with it. Like, eventually, one day, I want to get, like, a sponsor and stuff like that. But, I mean, you, you, you can interview somebody, and they could turn out, like, they, they could be fine and Two years later, they can end up doing some crazy shit. That's and they, true, too. You know, you are you already interviewed. I'm like, it's. I mean, I, I like, I, I think, like, where we we are grown as hell. Like, <laughs> like, well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Well, that leads right into the word story of the week, my friends. But okay, so this week, all right. So everyone knows what happened with the Sioux Canal, with the stupid boat causing all that shit going down, and apparently. It caused a shortage of a couple of items that Europe actually really needed during the lockdown. If you guys had to take a guess, what do you think the top two products that they were hurting for over in Europe that they couldn't get because of this incident? During the lockdown in general, I would probably say some form of porn and the other probably being hopefully food or some sort of food. Nothing to do with food. Porn, you're on the right track. You're on the right track with porn. Well, porn, not really, because you can get it digitally, right? So it's not really porn, yeah. but... Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to guess some sort of toys, okay. or sex toys. Ding, ding, ding. That's number two. <laughs> What's number one, Andrew? What do you think number one is? Man, I said, you, that is, if that's number two. I don't know what the hell number one is. <laughs> well, number one, you could technically use as a sex toy if you want to get freaky. Wow. But in England, the top product that they're missing apparently is garden gnomes. What? Apparently, this okay. is a huge thing over there in England because of the lockdowns. Apparently, they've gotten into gardening. This is their, one of the top hobbies now that they've been getting into. And for some odd reason, there's just been an explosion of garden gnomes where it's sold out everywhere. And there was a huge shipment coming in. And now the poor English have to wait a, a few more weeks to get their garden gnomes. <laughs> Can you believe that? I gotta ask. Dave, I gotta ask Davey Portman if he has a garden gnome collection. Say, <laughs> <laughs> don't give me your best, uh, your best British impression. Oh, I can't do that. I can't do that. Hello, hello, hello. Like that. I'm terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I saw. I saw. I saw one. Like that. I saw one thing I got. It was like it's Tuesday, isn't it? Like that's I saw one thing I got. Yeah, I can't do that. I, I, I thought you were Davey for a second. Holy crap. <laughs> Oh my goodness! So you got Steve. I can't do accents for shit. Like, come on. <laughs> See, no, Steve, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Give me your best ten second Stone Cold Steve Austin promo. Get I want an invoice. Fuck out of here, man! <laughs> I can't do a Steve. I could do probably a Paul Bearer. Matter of fact, okay, give me Macho Man. Oh, everyone could do Macho Man. That's not. You just go. Ooh yeah, dig it. <laughs> And everyone, you always got to do the fingers when you say it. Isn't that freaky when of everyone course, does yeah. it? Bro, you, you want to know who has the best Macho Man uh, impression? Mm. Bro, Rohit Raju. 
Really? Maybe, bro. Bro, if you ever get the chance to interview him, ask the I'm I'm like it, it's it's ridiculous like how good his Macho Man impressions is. Come on, better than Jay Lethal? I'm gonna say it's better than Jay Lethal. Bro, wait, what, no, no, okay, no, no, I'm not gonna say better than Lethal, but bro, Rohit is up there. He's a, I, he's not better than Lethal, but Rohit is up there. Okay, okay, I'll, I'll I'll give him that much. Okay, so to wrap this all up, so the sex toys. The country that was suffering was the Netherlands, apparently. Because during the lockdowns, sales tripled for dildos and vibrators. Some interesting information. Uh, hold on, I got some more facts. So uh, <laughs> I do my research too, my friends. <laughs> so apparently, on one of those boats that got stuck, there was, check this out. 20 ocean containers filled with dildos and sex toys that are on their way to the I, Netherlands. 20 fucking containers. At least they didn't mix it up and send them to like schools or something. That would be bad, huh? <laughs> to schools? What the fuck? I don't know. I'm just saying, like, you know, it could have been really bad if they messed up the shipments and, you know, switched them with something else. Yeah, or even a, a supermarket, they open it up. They're expecting mangoes or something and they get fucking up. <laughs> bunch of dildos <laughs> oh guys but the time is now to plug your shit where people can find you anything you have up and coming floor is all yours go ahead say now um yeah shot in the dark it's now up on the up next feed it's up every wednesday uh 15 minutes of your time uh i, I guarantee that you'll learn something that you didn't know before listening to it and then postwrestling.com, uh, I have reports for impact and mlw every uh wednesday and thursday right after the show's air um, and that's it. And catch me on twitch.tv slash upnextpodcast every Friday, 6.30 p.m. with uh, Mike Hogan talking about the other guys. Like I said, this week we'll be talking about the new Michael B. Jordan movie, Without Remorse. Then all month long in May, we'll be talking about all the new movies like the new Saw movie, uh, Quiet Place Part 2, nice. and so much more uh, entertainment for your ears. And, uh, yeah, everybody can find me on Twitter at adthompson underscore underscore. Same thing on Instagram. And uh, you can check out all my written work over at postwrestling.com on the post wrestling site the goat site where all the goats live we just a bunch of goats over there and you can check out my uh my youtube channel andrew thompson interviews and i I, I, I think i already said on youtube but i'm gonna say it again on youtube and for myself, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under Finger Styles. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, the podcast DAP. Email us your thoughts, suggestions, comments, anything you want to get off your chest at the podcast DAP at gmail.com. Please rewind to the top of the show. Support those fine sponsors because if it helps them out, it obviously helps me out. But the most important thing, please, every podcaster knows this, but the regular listeners do not know how important this is. Rate, subscribe, review. It takes two seconds. It's free. Do it on the shitter. Do it while you're commuting. Do it while you're listening right now before you delete the episode. Just do it. Even if you don't want to say something nice, hit the five stars. That helps as well. So do all that fun stuff. One last question before I let you guys go quickly. Out of all the gimmicks that have ever been presented in wrestling, which one would you want to be? And I'm saying in real life, not as a wrestler, that you would walk around and legitimately be that gimmick in real life. And you could get away with it with no no repercussions. Go ahead, Drew. I have to think about this for a second. Listen, I got to think about it too. <laughs> uh, well, again, to tie it in with... I'll, I'll do mine quickly while you guys think then. To tie it in with dildos and porn stars, I'll go with either The Godfather or Val Venus. 
Val Venus, not so much. To, 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 2021 Val Venus ain't holding up too well. No, no, I'm saying the character Val Venus. <laughs> uh, <I don't> <laughs> uh, uh, I'm trying. To, I'm trying to think like what. What? what I know character. it's hard. It is hard. Would like would. You know, it'd be funny being an ultimate warrior and going into the grocery store and just shopping with that in- much enthusiasm. I'd probably be. Uh... You know what? Why you think? I'm gonna say Mr. Perfect. I'm gonna be the guy Ooh. that always hits all the the three shots That's and hits a good all the home one. runs and and is able to do all, all types of sports and everything perfectly. And I always wanted to spit out gum and 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 smack it out of my hands. I'm gonna say Mr. Perfect. I like that one. Uh, yeah, that's good. Uh, uh, I probably walk around. I'm gonna be Isaac Yankum. <laughs> what? That's what I'm gonna be. You want to be a dentist like, with shitty teeth? Not, not, not Britt Baker, but Isaac Yankum. Isaac Yankum, Isaac Yankum, DMD, or DDS, whatever it is. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a, a, Andrew Isaac Yankum. That's what they're gonna call me. Walk around pulling people teeth out. I thought you were gonna say. I thought you were gonna say Dexter Loomis. I thought you were gonna be going Ooh, around like a <laughs> bro. Dexter Loomis, bro. Like, nah, nah, real quick. I, I, I sure, know go. We, we, we about to wrap it up, but like, Sino uh, and, and and Steve. I, I don't know if y'all if y'all peeped it, but like, I, I feel like Dexter Loomis probably could have been one of the biggest characters NXT had if not for the pandemic. Like, I feel like he was getting so over, bro. Right. Yeah. And like the like, I I, I kind of feel bad for dude because like I feel like he was like really. Like you, you can just tell when certain wrestlers are like, are like hitting that next stride as far as like fan reactions and stuff. Like oh, people like like it, it, it just seems like they're special, and then like you know it just kind of dies down a little bit. Like even like now, I feel like probably one of the hottest wrestlers that AEW got like right now as far as like crowd reactions uh, is Chris Statlander. Yes. like bro, she is over like. And you you can tell like you can audibly hear how over she is like it, it, it's just certain wrestlers that you can just tell like when they on like real hot streaks and people just want to see them consistently. I feel like that that could have been Dexter Loomis. Like I feel like he's doing some good stuff right now, but it, it wasn't like uh, what it used to be. That's awesome. Well, on that note, I know we went a bit long, listeners. Sorry, but it's to make up for all the interruptions we had throughout the show. So on that note, he's Andrew. He's John. I'm Steve. This is the podcast. Peace.